Hello and happy Monday to you. It is June the 20th. Thank you very much for tuning in. And you might notice we rebranded the podcast just a little bit, and it is called Daily Rejoicing. Daily Rejoicing. And that's what we're trying to do is to bring you a bit of encouragement and challenge and comfort from the Word of God every day, Monday through Friday. And really, that's what we need. We, we need the Bible. I don't know what I would do without the Word of God, faith in the Word of God, what it says, how God says to live, and I sure do love the Bible. And the Bible is our answer for every day. If you're discouraged, you can run to the Bible, and you can find encouragement every time. If you're looking for direction, you can run to the Bible, and you will find sure direction every time. If you're looking for how to live your life, you can go to the Bible, and although it's seldom popular, it is always right, and you can find the right way to go, the right thing to do, the right way to live, and be confident in your decision because it's based on the Bible. And so take your Bible and go to Psalm 14 today. We're continuing on through the book of Psalms, and the thing about the Bible is You can, at least for me, you can just point to any place in the Bible and I can start preaching and just preach right through that book on to the next book. There is no portion of the Bible that's not preachable, studyable. I don't think that's a word, but able to be studied and profitable because the Lord said that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. And I'm really enjoying just going through Psalms verse after verse. And so anyway, Psalm chapter 14, why don't I read the first seven verses? There are only seven verses, but the seven verses in the chapter, and I think we're just going to look at the first two verses, but Psalm 14, the Bible says, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord? There were they in great fear, for God is in the generation of the righteous." Ye have shamed the counsel of the poor, because the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. When the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. Going back to verse number one, we see the description of a fool. God has a really good description of a fool. A fool is somebody who has heard the truth, but has rejected the truth someone who has rejected the truth. That's just a good way to have in our minds as an understanding of what a fool is when we run across that term in scripture, which you'll do often. That word fool is in there a lot. But the Bible says, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Now I have to point out that it always starts in the heart. The fool is someone who says in his heart, there is no God. Someone may surprise you someday by their foolishness, and you'll say, now where did that come from? That came out of nowhere, what that person said or what that person did or their response. No, it came from their heart. 
long before you see anything in somebody's life that displeases the Lord or surprises you, it was in their heart long before. And the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. By this, it does not mean atheism, as in denying the intellectual reality that a God exists, although obviously that's foolishness to so ridiculously say that there is no God. But what this is talking about is a moral wickedness. It's someone who is living their life as if there is no God, as if God doesn't see. The fool is someone who makes decisions regarding right and wrong, someone who decides direction for their life with no consideration for God and his word. If it feels good, he does it. If it seems right, he goes ahead. He follows his feelings and his opinions, but not God and his word. And the resulting life of a fool is aptly described in the rest of the verse. If you have your Bible, in verse 1, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. Corrupt, it describes those in Noah's day, a world so wicked that God had to destroy it. Corruption infects everything it touches. The Bible says in Genesis 6, verses 11 and 12, talking about Noah's day, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. When I think of corruption, I think of a nice piece of fruit that you get from a farmer's market, a fruit stand, the grocery store, and you take it home. And you put it on your counter, and perhaps you go out of town, and you come back. This happened to me very recently. Maybe a nice peach. This is, this is not a what if. This just happened. And we have a nice peach, and we put it where our fruit goes on the counter with the other fruit, and you come back. And before, when you left, it looked like a beautiful piece of fruit ready to eat. And when you come back, it looks like something you'd see in a scary movie on a witch doctor's stick. It's all shriveled and green, and it has fur where there ought to be no fur on a piece of fruit. Well, that fruit has gone corrupt. It has corrupted. And the fool is corrupt. It's corrupt. I'll keep reading. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works, meaning vile works, detestable works, evil works. Evil works. Now, remember, it all started where? Where did it start in the fool? In his heart. That's right. There is none that doeth good. That's that first verse. Ezekiel 8, 12 says, Then said he unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the chambers of his imagery. For they say, The Lord seeth us not. The Lord hath forsaken the earth. So a fool is someone who lives their life as though God does not see them. And if God doesn't see, then God doesn't care. God will never hold them to account. But God will, and those who don't live like it are living as a fool. Verse number two, the Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. Now that's interesting, isn't it? That phrasing, it says that God looked to see. Now, doesn't God know everything already? Of course, God is omniscient. That means that he knows everything. But this shows us what God is looking for. 
this is really written for our benefit. God's looking around to see, well, God already knows what he's going to find. There's never anything at any moment that God is not immediately aware of, but it shows us what God's looking for in us. And it says to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. Those two things, any that did understand and seek God. Now, I mentioned before that sin begins in the heart. Foolishness is bound there. Foolishness proceeds from the heart. Wickedness starts in the heart. And if a person gets right with God, it always begins where? In the heart. Just like sin proceeds forth out of the heart, if someone gets right with God and experiences revival in their life by giving their life over to Christ, that all starts in the heart. Someone doesn't endeavor to uh, fix up a, a habit they have and focus on the habit, they have to start with a heart for God. So God looks for any that understand. Now, understand what? This doesn't mean that God is looking for people with a high IQ, someone who made really good grades in school. No, God is looking for someone who has realized and believed in their heart by faith that God sees. God is looking. God sees what you're thinking. God sees your motive. God knows the truth. God sees what everyone sees you doing. God sees what no one else sees you doing. That makes a huge difference in the life of a believer. If you understand, to use this Bible word in verse 2, that truth. If you are consciously aware of the fact that God sees what you do and sees what's going on in your heart and nothing is hid from him, you act differently. Lately, God has been helping me resolve that I am God's man, and I work to please God alone. As the prophets of old, I am to deliver the word of God clearly and directly in love and live a life pleasing to God and then leave the results to God. I understand that. And God's looking for someone who understands and seeks God. That last couple of words, seek God in verse number two, Psalm 14, verse two, God is looking for someone. God is seeking for someone who is seeking him. Now, when you seek God, it means that you are walking with God. You are looking for God's presence. You're looking for God's pleasure as in you want to do what makes God happy. Now, God has revealed himself in his word. So if you're going to walk with God, you'll be reading your Bible. You should read it every day. Now, this podcast is a supplement to your personal reading of your Bible. You need to read your Bible. And I don't mean just a verse a day. I mean, you need to sit down with an open Bible in your lap. You can use your phone. I would encourage you to get a bound book. I don't know what's different about it, but there is something different about having an actual copy of the Bible in your lap. I don't know why I can't defend that, but I just believe that. Have that open and run your finger across the page, maybe with a pen and a notebook, and ask God to teach you something. And when you open that Bible, you say, Lord, whatever is in this Bible, I will believe. And I know your word never contradicts itself. And I know you wrote this for my admonition, for my reproof, for correction, for instruction. And Lord, I want to receive that today. I'm not getting up until I receive something that challenges me, that encourages me, I want to hear from you. Now, you're not going to get a vision while driving down the road, but you will hear straight from God when you open his word. 
The person that is seeking God has a high regard for his word. And then you'll be praying. When the Bible says pray without ceasing, do you know why that is? I think it's so you keep your mind on the fact that God is watching. God is always there. If you're a believer, you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit in you right now. Now, by the way, that's not only challenging, that's comforting. God sees you taking a stand. God sees you doing right, being faithful. God sees you when you're hurting. Psalm 105 verse 4 says, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face forevermore. Now, listen, it's Monday. As you head into this week, there are a lot of things you could seek first. You can make your job a priority, perhaps being popular or accepted by family or friends, even your family personally, something you should prioritize, certainly. But the first thing you seek this week today must be the Lord. Matthew 6, Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. As God seeks for someone who is seeking him, I don't want to be disappointed when he gets to me. I don't want him to be disappointed. I want to be found seeking him. Isaiah 55, 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Today, determine to not be like the fool, but to live knowing that God is watching. Seek him with all your heart.